Blog Talk Radio. Why is it every move I make turns out to be a bad one? Uh-huh. Where's my guardian angel? Need one? What's your have one? I'm right here, shorty, and I'ma hold you down. Tryna fuck all these bitches, I'ma show you how. Okay. But who? Name be like you, but my friends call me Damien, and I'ma put you into something. Uh-huh. About the Damien, you and me can take it there, and you'll be the hottest nigga ever living. That's, That's a given? You'll see. Mm. That's what I've been wanting all my life. Thinking about my little man, so I call my wife. Well, your dad dad's about to make it happen. What you mean, my nigga? I'm about to make it rapping. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damien. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. You mean like Chucky? <laughs> yeah, just like Chucky. Dad dad looks like we both fucky. Yeah, the snake, the rat, the cat, the dog. Uh. How you gonna see him if you living in the car? Uh. The snake, the rat, the cat, the dog. Uh. How you gonna see Yeah, him? yeah. We're back. <clears throat> I don't know if y'all thought we was gonna come back, but we are back. Man, it's been a, it's been a. I ain't seen y'all, I ain't talked to y'all since last year. Ha 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 ha. That good joke. I did that good joke. The last year joke. Uh, so I guess uh, I'm never really prepared for an opening. You know, I, I kind of wing an opening. Now, I listen to a few of my other cats here, and they, they always got a good segue and stuff. And I'll be, I'll be thinking about, you know, coming up with one of those segues. So, <clears throat> let's see. Should I should I talk about what it truly takes for me to put a little show together? I don't think so. Y'all don't want to hear it. It's a boring, dry process, and it's... Uh, it's almost sad some days, you know, so I won't go there. Um, but I will say that uh, 2020s here, I remember uh, the year 2000, you know, the Y2K was coming to get everybody. You had to get you uh, all the all the rich people, all the, the, the uh, athletes were buying bunkers and things like that. So us poor folks just had to, you know, kind of say a prayer and, keep it pushing um back then I you know I definitely prayed I remember praying but I ain't want to buy into the 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 panic of it all you know I ain't want to be one of those panicky kind of guys so I I sort of just kept it in my chest you know I ain't outwardly you know come out with any of my feelings about it but I ain't gonna lie I was the Y2K had me and I, I what was the Y2K matter of fact I don't think I really knew what it was like something like all the computers was going to shut down and like the nuclear missiles were going to somehow go live because everything was set to 1999 for some retarded reason that was believable at the time, you know, but yeah, I had a little Y2K in me. Um, Why did I bring that up? Oh, because 2020, man, it's, it's 20 years since I graduated high school, you know, 20 years since, uh, 21, two years since my, or 21 years since my grandmother passed, you know, I remember, you know, that time of life, man, you know, I was just a young strapping lad coming out, you know, just kind of stepping out. I had my own little apartment. You know, I had a car and a job, you know, and I felt like the world was my oyster, you know. I felt like I would 
I, I would do great things, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, uh, those great things weren't positive. You know, at the time, I had my goals uh, going in a they were they were they were not so healthy goals, you know, and I met a lot of those goals quickly um so quick so quick um that it messed me up because I didn't have i mean you know uh, some people say the the fun is in the in getting there or in the struggle you know that's the the best times. And it seemed like every one of my goals that were big time to me then, you know, like I, I hit them quickly and I hit them twice and three times and four times and to the point where, you know, I just got the feeling extremely empty and lost, you know. And uh, when I think about 2000, uh, the year 2000, you know, I I just remember wanting so many different things and having no idea what life was really about, man. And this ain't a, 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 a you know, a, me putting down the youngsters out there. Man. And that's great that I get to call them youngsters, you know. I don't know if everybody uses that term youngster. But, uh, you know, like you you wake up one day and realize you're the older guy here. <laughs> you know, like like what happens is you, and I'm all over the place, but I I, I got a point here. Um, and and also, I'm trying to do my little introductions better. Uh, you know, you kind of wake up and you're the older guy in the room. You know, you find yourself chopping it up with a 23-year-old and you, you still know the dance. You know, you still know how to do it. But it's silly to you now. Now you're kind of like, oh, wow, you're dumb. You know, I didn't realize that. I was probably this dumb. Then you say stuff like I wasn't that dumb, knowing daggone well you were. But you say it because you can't even imagine being that clueless. You know, you can't even imagine not understanding life to these simple levels that you're seeing that this 23-year-old you're talking to doesn't understand. It seems so simple. Um, And getting older... uh, and this is this is this I promise you's got a point, but I'm about to go a little left here. You understand, and this has nothing to do with nothing, but you you understand why it's unfair for a thirty year old man to be with a twenty year old woman now it's legal, but it's not really fair to her, you know um you understand why a you know a twenty year old man shouldn't necessarily be with the thirty year old woman. It just ain't fair, man. You you learn so much. You know, typically people learn a lot between 20 and 30 and even more between 30 and 40, right? So it seems like the, it's a disadvantage. Um, anyway, like I said, that part didn't have nothing to do with nothing, just something that kind of came to mind. So uh, 2020, you know, I'm, I'm here, my life went in a totally different trajectory than I could have ever imagined. You know, uh, I, I, I have a job that I would have never, th- I didn't even know this job existed. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been married for 15 years. I have a ton of kids, you know, got a kid in college. Damn, you understand? 
like how weird that is. Like, you know, there's a there's people in my house that fully know or fully think I know what to do. They they in their heart and their soul they believe that I have the answers. I don't know about y'all, but that's sort of mind blowing to me. You know, I, I I haven't been able to quite wrap my mind around it. You know, it hasn't settled with me, you know. But um, so, yeah, I'm just sort of reminiscing, man. I got my cup of water. And, uh, you know, it's a red cup. So it makes me feel like I got a little drink in my hand, you know. And I'm sitting here alone looking at the pictures of the, on the wall. And uh, it just kind of hit me, man. Like 20 years ago, I was in a room half the size of the one I'm in now, thinking I just had it all figured out, man. Had a little bit of money in my pocket, thought that was some money. Boy, you would think some money is some money when you're young, won't you? I used to think a couple of racks was, uh, you couldn't tell me nothing. I had a couple thousand dollars. Boy, you couldn't tell me a damn thing. Uh, don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> you know, jeez, man. But uh, before I, that's about as deep as I'm gonna go. I ain't gonna go too much deeper. Uh, honestly, trying to uh, lighten it up a little bit. I feel like I've tried to do all sorts of things coming in, and uh, you know, they don't necessarily feel that natural. And uh, you know, I feel like just being a m- more and more authentic. More uh, organic, if you will, you know. Uh, so let me tell you about this this message tonight, okay? Let me hit this water one more good time, and then I'm gonna stop. Okay. <sighs> let me tell you about this message, man. So you heard me bring you on with DMX now. If you're not a hip hop fan from the '90s, 2000s. Excuse me, you may not even know the song, but the song is called Damien, all right? And obviously, um, the title of this joint is DMX versus Damien, the duality of man, all right? And and, and it was a quick intro. You, you might not uh, caught it all, but um, so what the song is about is about a, a cat that, uh, you know, is looking around and basically he like, you know, it seemed like everybody got a little guardian angel. Where am I at? You know? And uh, so happens Damien's there, you know? And, and Damien's like, yeah, I'm going to hold you down. I'm going to make sure you straight, you know? And, um, you know, he, he decides to, to rock with Damien because he feels like, you know, he he, he wants to, 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 to do something better and this may be an, an opportunity for him to get on I, 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 he wants to be a rapper in the song and it seems like an opportunity you know listening to this voice uh for him to get to where he's trying to go all right and uh generally i don't explain the song i just kind of hope that you know whoever listens to it puts it together and be like, oh, that was dope. He did that. You know, I'll be doing it for the accolades. <laughs> you know, I, I try to do the do the little the, the drops for the accolades. I want you to talk about them a bit. 
you know, I, I want you to, to, I want them to hit you some way, shape, or form, you know. But so that's that. And um, yeah, so if you wasn't familiar, that's kind of how that song goes. And uh, bam, let's 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 jump into it. Let's jump into it. Now, I'm gonna try my best. All right. Now this has a lot of I do's and I do not, so I'm gonna have to take it slow. Because uh, for some reason, this this verse, I don't know. I get super tongue tied with it. But um, y'all. Uh, and hit the mic. Yeah, sorry. All right, so y'all rock with me. I'm uh, we have Romans uh, chapter seven. We're gonna go verse fourteen through twenty-five. Now, uh, if y'all didn't know, I really like the NIV. You know, that's the New International Version. Um, it's I, I don't have like super deep reasons for liking it. It just kind of sounds better when I read it. Um, I have no idea if this is the special one, you know, or if there is a special one, but, uh, I like it. Um, one of the, the first Bibles I read was an NIV. Um, then I got turned on to the, uh, message Bible by my main man, Dwight Radcliffe and uh shout out to Dwight Radcliffe. That's my guy. Uh, he's, uh, he's got the message center world church. Man, this cat's a doctor of this thing, like a real doctor of it, you know. And I hope me shot in the mouth don't make him look bad because I'm sort of, you know, how I am. But I uh, love that cat, real good dude, man. And he he uh he put me on to this uh the message translation. And uh it was dope because uh especially at that time, some of the some of the things that the NIV and the King James, the way that that uh they would say it or the way it was written, you know, I didn't really understand what they were talking about. And so the, the message translation simplified it a bunch for me. And uh, what I ended up doing was having them both open, right? Cause I, I still liked it. And back then it was like the King James. I really was into the vowel, this D and all of that felt real deep to me. Um, but I would have them kind of side by side when I would get somewhere and I'm like, what the heck does that mean or whatever? Then I read it in the message and put it together. You know what I mean? And it, it helped me a lot. It really did. So, uh, yeah, man, check out that message translation. If, uh, if you, if you want to, um, kind of simplify, uh, sidebar before I get to it, not really a true sidebar cause it's on a subject that I'm talking about, but sidebar from the, the message, right. Um, I truly believe that, you know, God is in control and the spirit is guiding you when you're reading. And um, I don't really get too caught up in uh, which translation is the true translation or the best one. I honestly believe that, you know, if you seek in God through his word, you're going to find him um, regardless of, of, of what people have done to try to, steer you a different way um but that that that's just my opinion all right so uh romans 7 14 14 through 25 here we go let's see we know that the law is spiritual but i am unspiritual sold as a slave to sin i do not understand what i do for what 
For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good as it is. It is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good, uh, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do, <laughs> see, see what I told you? Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that do it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivered me through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Wow. What a doozy. So DMX versus Damien. <laughs> now, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. When I when I read this, when it, and 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 I've read this over the years a bunch of times, and I've heard it preached a bunch of times. I don't know why it didn't click like it clicked with me the other day. Um, maybe I'm being super critical. That is very possible because I am a critical gentleman, you know. Maybe I'm being a super jerk, because that is also possible. I am somewhat of a jerk. Don't believe me. You can ask all of my light-skinned friends, and I'm sure that they will let you know that I am somewhat of a jerk. Maybe I need to be more in touch with my less manly side, perhaps. Maybe I'm too gangster, too hood, too something. Because immediately after reading this, I find myself coming to a conclusion that isn't so nice about Paul. And, and to, to, uh, to, you know, so you know Paul is the one that's writing this. Um, <clears throat> I feel like Paul's trying to re weasel out. You know, like, he don't want to take responsibility for his own actions. He wanted to blame the fact that he can't seem to get right on sin. You know, big bad sin is what forced him to to sleep with the, the, the little mama at the fish market. It was sin who did it. You know, it was sin who, who made him hit the weed. That's what it was. It was a, sin made him hit the weed. Sin made him rob his cousin's best friend, you know. You know, it was sin that, you know, made him come up with a plot and a plan to smash every woman he meet. That was that was sin that did that, you know. And, and I, I have a tough time, you know, 
just accepting that it's just sin. It's it's not you, you know. He said it. It's not him, you know. That's what he said. We can. It's there clearly, you know. And um and and obviously that's subject to interpretation. I'm just uh, letting you know how it made me feel, you know, because essentially I felt like Paul's like the devil made me do it. Now I don't know about y'all. Um, I don't know about uh, 2020 people. You know, back in my day, you know, uh, that devil made me do it. Uh, that was a thing. You know, I think it was like some woman who killed her kid and said the devil made her do it. And, you know, that was a little thing. So that kind of reminded me of the devil made me do it. You know, like, like, you know, that excuse that I'm not responsible for my own actions. And I, I, I thought that was retarded. You know, I, I, I get it, but you wanted to hit that weed. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? That's how it made me feel. So I, I had to dig a little bit, you know. I, I had to dig because I thought to myself, God knew that someday some old pig-headed, stubborn, manly man, you know, uh, with no clear concept of objectivity, you know, basic old meat and potatoes guy would uh, read this at some point, you know, I have to believe that God knew at some point I would, I would read this, you know, looking for, for a message, you know, trying to understand. So if I believe that God knew I was coming, you know, me, Juan Eugene, if he knew that I was coming old barefoot kid from the East side, you know, uh, it had to be something that I was missing, right? It had to be something that I've overlooked because at this point, I'm a little offended, to be honest with you. I'm feeling like, homie, uh, man up, you know, grab your, you know, your boys, you know, and, you know, take it on the chin, you know, that's how I'm feeling. And, and, and so I had to believe um, I'm missing something there. You know, I'm missing something. So let's look at it a little deeper. Matter of fact, I don't even like that. Let's look at it a little closer. You know, that makes me feel a lot better. Let's let's look at it a little closer. So go on back or open, reopen your Bible. And we're going to go from 21 through 24. You know, let's look at verse 21 through 24. Okay. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin working within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body? Uh, from this body that is subject to death. <sighs> That's good. So it, it's starting to get interesting. Now, I know I might be throwing you off with my terrible reading skills. I hope you're reading along with me because I can understand what I'm reading, you know, and I hope you read along so you can catch it too because it just got interesting. It just got real. I wish that I would have taken the time to go get that uh 
uh, it's a movie. I think it's from Bad Boys when he said it just got real. I'm sure they said that in a bunch of movies, but it felt like the perfect drop right there. Shout out to Heavy Handed. See, uh, what I like about him is he he would find that perfect drop. He would have hit that right there, and it would just made everything all the more interesting. But yeah, man, um, man, it's where it really starts to dig at me, you know. When I, cause, cause I'm a type of person, like something will start to echo in my mind, you know, um, and, and I start to think about it. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. It, it starts sounding familiar to me, you know, and I, and I start feeling like I think he's got a point. Uh, and I didn't necessarily want to give him that. But I kept hearing it. Although I want to do good, my evil is right there with me. You know, it started to it started to get me. You know, it started to hit me a little bit. Now, now let let let, let me be clear. I'm a guy that doesn't mind taking responsibility for his own actions. You know, I'm not the guy who's looking to blame everybody. Now, I have been at some point in my life wanting to uh, uh, pass the buck and all of that kind of stuff, but. Thank God I learned pretty early to, to own up for my joints, man. So honestly, you know, that that's not the type of person I am. I got other flaws now, but I'm generally, you know, pretty good about taking minds. You know what I mean? I definitely ain't looking to win, uh, you know, and you got to lose. And I, I'm the one, you know, I was supposed to lose, but I made you lose. So I wouldn't lose. Like, I don't got that type of heart. You know what I mean? That said, um, God really start to, 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 for lack of a better term, bust my head with this, you know, I want to, I want to do good, you know, and I, and, it, and, and I was hearing, I want to do good. Then I start hearing like, I want to spend time with my wife and kids. And it started to mess with me like, damn, I do want to spend time with them, but I'm tired. Uh, traffic was terrible. It took me two hours to get home. I, I want to spend time. You, you, my daughter, I come to the door and she's like a puppy, man. She's hey, daddy, da, 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 like all the things you want your little beautiful, cute daughter to do. My daughter does them all for me. You know, just my birthday yesterday. And, you know, she's got her first uh, karate class. She's been wanting to do karate for some reason for a long time. And, Finally, uh, we signed her up, and the first class was uh, uh, yesterday, um, and it happened to be my birthday. So my wife asked her, you know, um, you know, you know, it's daddy's birthday. Um, would you mind not going to your class today? And she was like, No, I wouldn't mind. Of course, I'm going to stay home for my dad's birthday. And I, I know it sounds like a simple thing or it's not a, a, a huge deal, but touched my heart. My heart was touched. You know, when the mom called me and told me, you know, I want to get her a daggone present for my birthday. So this is the type of daughter I have, you know. And uh, I want to spend time with her. I want to. Really, I do. I want to play, uh, uh, what's the game she want to play? She always wants to play... Uh, and everybody out there who know or know the dang game, and I can't think, Uno. She always wants to play Uno. Oh, that's Uno and Play-Doh. That's what she want to do. Let's play Uno. Let's play Play-Doh. I want 
to play Uno. In my heart, I do want to build things out of Play-Doh. I want to make a little Play-Doh sandwich, a hamburger. I want to, but I'm tired and I'm frustrated and I think I'm just going to have a drink and go to sleep. I want to do good. (laughs) I want to do good, man. I want to do good, man. My wife, this amazing lady, you know, holds me down in war. You know, I think, I honestly believe that my wife will kill you, like literally make you die if you did something too tough to me. You know, this is just the kind of supportive wife I have. You'll die today. She'll go to jail for life. And, you know, I want to come home and kiss you down and, you know, make sweet nothings and all these things, but I'm tired. Work all day. People talking to me, emails going. I just want to take five or six shots and drink two beers, take a shower and go to sleep. I want to do good. Y'all ain't hearing me. I wish. (laughs) So this is one of them points where I wish I was standing up at a pool pit so I can get excited and and we could be yelling all the trills out there who want to do good. (laughs) It's funny to me. It's hilarious to me because as I'm thinking about you know, that I want to do good. I know y'all want to do good. You know, now I ain't going to speak to nobody specifically, but I can imagine, I can imagine, oh Lord, I know that you said you would supply all my my needs, but he going to pay all my bills if I let him get it from the back. Lord, I want to do good. Come on, come on. We are the wildest flock now. Now, Lord, I, I, I really want to do good. I should stop, but it's too good for me to stop at this point. Lord, I want to do good. I know you said uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, but she always tripping. She always mad, you know, and I just want to be around a lady that wants to be nice to me. That's the only reason I'm at my baby mama's house. Lord, I want to do good. <laughs> man, I'm going to move on because I got those all day and night, man. I, I mean, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I ain't going to do no more of them. I got a few more. I want to do them, but I'm feeling a little bad because mine wasn't as bad as those. <laughs> oh, my God. Whew, that's funny. All right. <laughs> so this so-called called war that's going on, you know, this battle is seeming more and more real. It seems like perhaps there are some things that we're struggling with within ourselves. You know, like like um uh you know you know like back in the day where where there would be like uh, and I'm sure it's not Tom and Jerry, but I just don't remember any cartoons that definitely did this. But it was like something will be happening. And there's some decision that needs to be made. And then the 
uh, the, it would be an angel on one side and then devil on the other side. And they both, you know, be having compelling reasons why this person should do what they're saying to do, you know. And, and, it, and, it, and it, in my mind, and maybe I'm, I'm uh, simplistic or juvenile or elementary or whatever the case is, maybe I'm just not smart enough to articulate this better. But in my mind, it's just like that. Like you got this little little angel right here, you know, saying, uh, "Play Uno, man. Make 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 a the Play-Doh cake, bro. Go go ahead, you know, get 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 sexy with your wife." And then there's this this devil on my other side that's like, "Yeah, man, uh, you can play Play-Doh tomorrow, you know." Now it's a cold bud light right there. You know, you worked hard, your arm hurting, your diabetes acting up, man, get you a couple of these drinks and take a shower and lay back and watch some family guy. You know, you got to go to work tomorrow. They want you in early. (laughs) I want to do good. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of what it, what it feels like, like, uh, excuse me. Uh, is happening now I'm gonna just tell you from my perspective in that scenario I'm not necessarily uh, worried about what the angel is saying like I'm not concerned about it I'm not fearful about what the angel is saying you know what I am concerned about is what that other thing is saying, you know, because it's that other thing that I, I, I seem to go with more often than not, but I regret it. It plagues me, you know, me and my brother, uh, we had sort of a a bromance, maybe about, uh, well, my wife calls it a bromance. I'm going to go on and just rock with that. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, we we live right across the street from each other. And every night after work, we'd come outside and hang out, we'd either barbecue or just chilling, drinking. It was great. It was a blast. I felt like, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm right in the backyard or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm good. I'm not misbehaving. I'm, everything is good, you know. Um, so that went on. And then we we moved away from each other. And uh, we both uh, got houses, you know, and we had these backyards now. And it was bittersweet because we had each other, you know, we obviously had each other all of our lives, but we had each other this type of neighborly companionship for like five years. And so then we get these backyards. And oh, my God, when you get a backyard, young men, Young men, young fathers and husbands, when you get a backyard, brother, my friend, it is all the way bad for you to have a backyard. Because what you do is you retreat to it. Whatever you like to do, you'll go outside and do it. You'll do it from the time you get home till it's time to shower and go to sleep. I'm not going to get too deep in it, but you know, some neglect will happen. You know, I'm a little off course, but I think I'm on course still because 
Uh, <laughs> I'm way off course, actually. I'm looking at my notes. There's all sorts of things here. Nothing about a backyard. I think what I was trying to say, though, was that uh, uh, that 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 devil on your shoulder, you know, is like go outside. It's cool. You know, you right there. Barbecue some food because then you're like cooking dinner. And how could she be mad at that? You're cooking. She don't got to cook, you know, and you're right here. You're available, <laughs> you know, and, and you, I, I'm not going to say you will, but I totally said, okay. I totally said, okay. And it, and it, it was breaking my heart, low ball, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And I talked to my bro about it and he's going through the same thing where it's like, dog, I'm a total degenerate. You know, I come home, I deal with everybody for about 15 minutes. I kiss all the cheeks and grab all the behind and, you know, do what I got to do. And then I'm out. I'm done. I'm outside. I'm here. I'm available. You want me to cook? Because I'll cook. Let me fire this grill up because I'm outside. And it, it starts to be that you're listening to that bad guy on your shoulder because you want to do good. You know, it did have a point. I knew I was going somewhere with that. So let me uh let me catch up to my notes here so I don't keep y'all all night, man. I'll just assume blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So I caught up to my notes. And I didn't want to just start right in my notes because I feel like I've taken up a good amount of time messing around. So I did, I broke this down from 21 to 24 and I left out 25 purposely, you know, so we can dig again. So I'm going to go back from 21, but I'm going to go all the way through 25 and we're going to try to start making some sense of this here. I think we got it, though. I think y'all smart. I'm half smart. I think we got it. But this next curveball is really going to throw you off. Now, the next curveball is not even in this chapter. Uh, It's not even in this book. The next curveball is only a curveball because I had to be honest in my research, okay? I had to go let scripture interpret scripture. And it just made everything much, much worse. Because initially, I'm like, quit being a half chump, man up, get your stuff together, okay? Then then God throw me like, oh, hold up, uh, you want to do good too. Bam, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, he's got a point, I'm good, I'm good, you know? Uh, I was straight, I was straight until I had to be. See, the problem is, is cats is getting doctorate degrees on me. So I feel compelled to actually dig a little bit because I could have left right here and been safe. You know, I could have been safe. Now, I'm going to show it to you. You know, I'm going to show it to you. But this is all my insecurity at this point, you know, and it is. I know you want to say it's not, but it is because I don't want to be the guy out here giving you half of the word. I don't want to be the guy out here giving you the, 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 the first layer of the onion only. And it's not even for no good, righteous reason. And that's what's crazy. It's more about I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I wish it was so much more noble than that. 
But the driving force for me to dig is I don't want to be the preacher who gives you the half the message and, you know, ask for a donation and you go home um, and, and, you know, you got to figure this out on your own and be perplexed later. Okay. So we're going to read through it again. We're going to, we're going to feel good. Then, then we're going to deal with that uh, full verse 25. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Verse 21. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work within me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will, who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivered me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. What the heck does that mean? I could have just silently wrapped it up with a beautiful bow. And I'm not even good at doing a pretty bow. I've been accused of not putting a bow on messages several times. But I had a heck of a bow right there. A heck of a bow. But man, what is he talking about? Let me read it again. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Why in the world would I be a slave to the law of sin? But in my sinful nature, ah, but in my sinful nature. All right. So that wasn't me trying to find my place. I'm still kind of messed up about the fact that I don't get to put the bow on it right there like I wanted to. So go on and just just accept it like I did. Turn your Bible. I'm going to give you a second because I want you to see it. Now, if you want to just trust me and rock with me, I appreciate that. But I really want you to see it because you have to see it. Then we're going to be confused again. But, you know, Jesus, that good old Jesus, man, he will untie a knot for you. And it's crazy. As crazy, crazy as it is, it's perfectly understandable. I'm going to give it to you all, though. I'm going to give it to you all. Uh, 2 Corinthians, okay, uh, 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 8 through 10. I'm going to give you a second. 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 8 through 10. Now, my cats that's out there, my, my heavy Bible cats is chuckling right now because they, they might know the problem that I'm about to present to y'all. They might get it, and if not, it's okay, because I ain't get it. I for surely didn't get it, but I was troubled. I was troubled by that that last little piece of the verse. It messed with me. I had to to dig a little deeper. So 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, okay? Listen to it, man. I'm going to read it twice so you can really hear it. It says, this is Paul again. It's the same cat. Different book, same guy. 
Concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I will take pleasure in my infirmities and in reproach in need in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sakes. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Did y'all hear that? Do you really need me to read it again? I don't want to read it again because it's making me sick. It's making me sick, y'all. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read Yes, it's making me sick. Concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. What? What does that mean? God, uh, I can't stop doing drugs. I didn't said it three times. Uh my grace is sufficient for you, for uh, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Mm. And what Paul say? Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities. I get it. This the, we the Bible people times, but I, gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities. In reproach, in need, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What the heck? What does that mean, man? How is that even? How is it? I, I get it. It sounds good. It sounds Christiany. It sounds, you know, something like you should say because you want God to like you. But what does that mean? How am I really supposed to take that and build like a healthy relationship with myself how <laughs> yeah that's what we have to deal with now i had a pretty bow for y'all back then i promise i did man i had a bow so pretty so pretty but now we're dealing with this my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness and Paul says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. What does that mean? Well, like usual, I, get, I go into these rants and get the feeling like, God, is, did somebody throw this in here? Because this don't seem right. This doesn't make a bit of sense. What, what, where is this coming from? And I get to doing that in my mind and I get frustrated and I walk around in circles because now, because now the book's got me perplexed. You know, now I'm, you know, like, what what are we doing here? It's, it's quite a few things that's done me like that in this book, man. But God does what he does and he comes through and he, 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 he tells it like it is. And for me, he points to things that happen in my life. To, to help me understand a thing. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Then I'm going to get out of here. Okay. And I, I, I think, I think 
I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be all right, y'all. I think we're gonna we're gonna get it here. So God said, No, I'm not gonna take it from you. My grace is sufficient. What does that mean? Does it mean that, well then, I'll just keep smoking crack because God's grace is sufficient. Well then I'll keep smashing these women. I wasn't gonna say the B word, I was going to say broads, but I thought I didn't want to say that either. But just in case you were wondering, uh, uh, God's grace is sufficient. I'm going to keep sleeping with this dude. I'm going to keep whatever, whatever. I'm going to keep doing it because God's grace is uh, sufficient. That means it, it's good enough. It covers it. It's got it. It works. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Is that what's happening here? Well, no. I say, well, hold on, because it says his grace is sufficient. And it also says in my strength, you know, uh, uh, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Okay. You know, what does that mean? So I'm going to just get to it. I'm kind of stalling. I'm stalling, and then I didn't have this to really stall with. I told y'all, my bow was before this, but then that last thing messed me up, so I had to dig, and I dug into this. So I don't even got a good bow at this point, you know. I got a revelation. (laughs) I like that. I sound like I'm about to really hit you with some stuff. But look, so you guys have listened to me long enough to know that I had a drug problem, you know. And uh, so what, you know, every time I do drugs, you know, I would pray and ask God to, you know, protect me, keep my mind intact, help me to get off these bad boys every time for years. And, you know, the desire to do it, you know, it did fade to some degree. But here's the thing with that. The drugs weren't as good as they were before. Right. So. I don't know. You can take that how you want to take it. Somehow to decide whether it was because the drugs, the quality wasn't great anymore or God was taking a bit of it away from me. Nonetheless, I still wanted to do it. So then after a while, you know, of you know, only a couple times a year, this type of work, you know, um, you know, I was the whole time still praying for God to take the desire from me. And it's not leaving. So then I don't have a hookup. So I don't have a drug hookup now. You know, I don't know anybody, you know, don't, I don't even know if anybody even does this drug anymore. And I don't know anybody who sells it. So now I don't have a hookup, right? But I still have the desire, but I don't have the hookup. So, you know, I start to go for longer stints because I don't have the hookup. Still got the desire though. And then the hookup comes. So the hookup comes, and at first I'm okay with it, but then what happens is the hookup, we have start having conversations outside of this transaction. And in those conversations, I find that the questions are more about God than anything to do with this thing. And so then I start to feel... Uh, pretty sucky, you know, because I'm like, damn, this cat, 
would like to, you know, get into this Jesus talk. And the only reason I'm talking to him right now is because I'm trying to get this thing, you know. And and so I had to make a decision to uh, say no to that. Not to the drug, but to that connection so that I can have a different connection, a better connection with this gentleman, right? So in that, what happened was the dynamic changed, you know, and I'm not on drugs, which is great, um, but I'm also not engaging them in that manner anymore. But I still want to do the drugs. But I don't have a hookup, except for the hookup that I feel pretty sh- messed up about using. So I don't know if y'all putting it together yet, but the answer was no when I was like, take it from me, right? And it was my grace is sufficient. I got you covered. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I don't know if y'all got that. I want to jump up and down, but I I, I don't have no crowd to react. I want to do it on my own, but it's 10 o'clock, 10, almost 11, and my whole house is asleep. But I need y'all to get that. I need y'all to get that. My grace is sufficient. No, but my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. So this is not a license to keep doing what you want to do. This is God saying, trust me, I got it covered. The next question, obviously, is why do I need this? Why don't you just take it away if you're going to have basically take it away? You're putting me in the, the well. I'm Jonah at this point, right? Uh, you stay in the fish or don't stay in the fish. Of course, I'm going to get out the fish. You're making this a rock in a hard place situation, right? Why even do that? Just take it from me, right? I, that, to me, that was the, the next logical question. And it was simple because you need to not forget. You need to be humbled by what's real about you. Now, you could say, oh, that ain't right. That ain't fair. But you don't know me, okay? You don't know me. And it is good that I am humbled. It is good that I'm reminded that uh, if not for God, me too. You understand? I, I, I'm I, at this point in my life, I can be honest enough with y'all and myself and tell you without a shadow of a doubt, uh, if I if God doesn't humble me, I'm not gonna humble myself. Uh, I'm gonna be a mess without without knowing that I am fighting myself with all my strength, not to stay off of drugs. But not to get drugs from this young man, right? I don't know if I'm, I'm being as clear with you, right? And that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm sober for all this time. Right? That's how. That, for me, is extremely humbling. You know, it's not my great faith. It's not my my calling. It is... Uh, uh, me feeling terrible conviction about spoiling God in any way, shape, or form 
to this young man. That's humbling for me. Maybe not for y'all, but for me, you know, that's the thing that I just can't deal with. That's the thing that I just, I just can't do it. My heart just won't let me go there, you know? And obviously I went there with him before because I wouldn't know how I felt, but my heart won't, you know, it was too bad. It was too dark. It was too, you know what I mean? It's too something. So it's like, you know, I will, I will, I would love for it to be like, you know, I got kids and wife and responsibilities and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm done with this stuff, but it was God's grace. You know, it, it, it was that I care about someone else and what happening with them more than I care about myself or my own things. Right. Because as far as it had to do with me or my responsibilities, felt like I risk it, you know? But when it came to this thing that got put in front of me, I couldn't bear to do it anymore. It just it just didn't sit right. You know, I felt like disgusting. You know what I mean? I don't know, and I know we most of us black listening, but dog, you can feel disgusting. Like totally disgusted with yourself. That's a real thing. I, you know, I used to think that was just movie stuff that white people say, but honestly, you can be disgusted with yourself. And I ain't want to be disgusted with myself anymore. And that's that. So it's grace. It proved to be sufficient, right? Uh, I didn't want to lose nothing. I didn't want to, you know, be a drug addict. That's why I prayed. Because I couldn't stop myself. God's grace was sufficient. And in my weakness, his strength was perfect. He knew exactly what to do. Now, I'm done. That's all I got. I had a beautiful bow for y'all, though. And I hope next time I can come up with such a good bow. And maybe I'm just going to be a guy that don't necessarily have a bow. You know, there's a few pastors I like out there. They don't necessarily got, well, I got to have a bow. I want a bow. That's the problem. I want this big grand finale. I like that, you know, but I don't never really have them. And I just had one and then it turned into not one. So I don't know, but look here, man, God's grace is sufficient for you too. You know, sometimes the answer is no, you know, you're going to have to keep that thorn in your side. You know, that's going to be a reminder to you about a thing, but that doesn't mean it's going to destroy you. And that's not, doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily be subject to that thing. It doesn't mean that you can't live on. It doesn't mean you don't fight to another day. It doesn't mean that it'll never stop. It means that God's grace is truly uh, sufficient for you and me. And in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. Now, that's all I got. I don't got much more. I'm actually uh, pulling up my outro right now. I see it. It's right there. Um, I don't know if cats, I was I was looking at the uh, ratio and the, the data, and uh, cats don't listen to my outros. I don't know why. They be fresh. So I, I figure maybe they too long. So I hit you with, uh, you know, again, I'm I'm doing something tricky now. I'm doing something tricky, and I, I ain't even going to tell you. Now, if you put it together, you did all right. 
but I am doing something I feel is a little smoother than most would do. Um, let me let me let me let me do the thing first, and then I'm gonna get out the way. If you out there, you know, and um, I don't know, man. For me, I I, I looked around and I seen Christian people, and I and I I seen non-Christian people. You know, I seen where I was at, and I seen, you know, I looked over there, and they looked happy. I don't know. They just looked how some about what they had going on that looked better than what I had going on. They was corny. They was churchy. They was, you know, they was what they are when you look at them. But they seem to be happy. I don't know if them people I happen to see were pretending. I, I have no idea. Don't know them. Don't know more than the thought that I had when I seen them. But with that thought, I thought to myself, I want to know what they know at least. And what that led me to to is, you know, I want to know who Jesus is. I want to know what being saved is. I want to, you know, know. And, and from there, it was, you know, God, if this is what it is, then I'm going to fully immerse myself no matter what. And, you know, it gets tons of more steps after that. But in a nutshell, that's kind of how I caught the vibe. You can catch the vibe however you catch the vibe. You know, if some reason this show um, got you feeling the vibe or whatever, you know, you're just feeling it right now. There is a simple uh, way to get your joint started, man. Um, you know, you, you and, and and I wish I I wish I I can explain it in a way that it was explained to me, but I will do a terrible job at it. So I'll, I'll say it like this, man. You know, the first step. It's just going to him honestly. You know, you may not know nothing about going to God, you know, and I'm going to give you a way to do it, but it's really your way. It's really your heart. You know, it's really your intent. But um, it's as simple as, you know, Lord, I need you. You know, tell him the truth. If I don't really believe it all, I don't really get it all if that's the case, but I want to. I want to at least understand. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to not grow. I, I want to have the opportunity to know you. You know, I want you to, you know, be a part of me, you know, come inside, you know. Uh, you could tell them, you know, I'm dealing with whatever right now. And I feel like it might disqualify me, but I'm still here, you know. And if you'll have me, if you'll come you know, inside this mess, you more than welcome, you know, and he will. I mean, you definitely don't have to say it. I said it, but I think the point is, you know, just be honest about what you're feeling, what you're thinking, you know, um, and, and know that God calls you, you don't call him. You know, when you, when you feel that thing in your heart, when you feel that nudge, it, it, it's, it's him. It's him reaching out, you know, and you don't have to know it all. I definitely don't know much of it. Um, so you don't necessarily, you definitely don't know, have to know it all. Um, but take your step, man. Try him out for yourself, you know, and see what happens, you know. And I, I truly believe, you know, based on what I know, my own life 
that it is an amazing journey and it's worth it. It's not always easy. Sometimes, man, sometimes, you know, you're going, you're going to get frustrated, but he knows and he understands and it's tailor made for you specifically. I'm Juan Eugene. I don't have much, but what I have, I give to you freely. I love y'all. Catch you next time. Yeah, uh, in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Lord, give me a sign. For this is the heritage of the service of the Lord. And that righteousness is of me, said the Lord. Amen.